You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Well, Ulysses, is this the part of the show and the podcast where we say that Wander Franco has arrived? Let's just go ahead and give him a spot on the 26-man roster. No, no reason to play any more spring training games anymore. No, no reason to try anybody. I'll just promote him to the big leagues and, and be done with it. Is, is that, that, that's what I, I seem to be hearing now. Look, it was a great home run. I get it. But let's acknowledge that it was off a guy that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, it was a but, uh, nonetheless. But it was pretty ex- exciting. That was pretty sweet. I mean, that swing, my goodness. I mean, race fans, uh, you know, should lick their chops uh, for this guy. I mean, that's that's talent. I mean, that that was towering. You couldn't even track it. You couldn't even track it. It, it was amazing. I think people can get excited. I understand where you're coming okay. from, but it was. I mean, it's look. It's a March third home run against a who against a who. You know, yes. so I understand your point, but still a pretty swing, uh, sweet swing, though. Yes, it was a very sweet swing. Actually, it didn't even look like he swung all that hard and still generated all that power on that pitch. So that certainly was impressive. Also consider that he's the age of basically a college freshman or sophomore, and he's right. probably only going to get stronger, folks. Um, yeah. You also don't see many shortstops with that type of power either. But let's, again little perspective here let's let's it's great to watch the highlights and see wow he's got a lot of power we know this though let's keep that in mind if anything you know race race fans should probably be more excited that you see austin meadows starting to get more comfortable and into a groove and guys like shane McClanahan, like you really should be maybe focusing in more on the guys that are going to be making the opening day roster because i can tell you right now uh light tower power home run or not Wander Franco is not going to be a part of the opening day roster. I just don't see a situation or a scenario where that happens, but Austin Meadows is definitely going to be part of the opening day roster. And and to see him, like he looks, he looks calm, comfortable, the the smooth looks swing. He's balanced. Like he, he looks good. He, and you can tell he's, he's lost a lot of weight, gotten in better shape. That that's a good sign going forward. And again, it's just spring training home runs, but at least he needs something to kind of build him up a little bit after a disastrous 2020 season, even if it is a March 3rd home run. It looks like, you know, Meadows of 2019. And that's exactly what, you know, if you're a race fan, that's exactly what you want. And so yes, him having a, a really good start to his, Spring training should be something a little bit more notable than Wander Franco, but that's just how crazy uh, the expectations are on Wander. 20 years old as of two days ago, as of 48 yeah. hours ago, and, uh, you know, pe- people are making memes, you know, the Wander Vision thing. I mean, do you, by the way, are you watching Wander Vision? 
No, I, I really, quite frankly, have no idea what it is. Is it a Star Wars thing, superhero thing? Oh, you got to tell me. I, I really have no freaking idea. I, lo- I love your commitment to living under a rock for pop culture. It's honestly, it's 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 enviable. It's so great, it's enviable. Um, what is look, it? It's uh, it's the Marvel. It's the uh, Scarlet Witch and the uh, Vision. You know the the guy that. No, uh, I don't know. Who the heck the is Wanda on his forehead? Is Wanda Vision a person or is that? No, it's two characters, Wanda and Vision. Yeah, and, you know, it's called WandaVision. Man, people that are listening to this and they like WandaVision, they're very disappointed. It's pretty big. Yeah. Look, I will get on the WandaVision thing. I I do like that tie-in there, but you won't won't catch me uh, watching any WandaVision anytime soon. Can I even watch (laughs) it? Is it on Netflix or do you have to get some kind of like $20 – subscription to disney plus or something to watch it it's disney plus it's 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 just like the mandalorian those two things okay i'm out i'm out then look if you (laughs) if it was on netflix hulu maybe amazon prime free on youtube i would check it out but now if you're gonna make me pay a subscription for it no nope not gonna do it not going all right at all so (laughs) uh we've got a busy busy show as we mentioned the other day the uh we got so many great questions from listeners out there mailbag questions so we are doing a continuation of that for the rest of this episode but first we've got to tell you about rockauto.com chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever and can ever need rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, getting right to the mailbag questions, not wasting any yes. more time. I think uh, we've talked enough WandaVision for the entirety <laughs> of, of life. I, I don't need to – no more <laughs> WandaVision talk. That's it. Somebody I, – I'm sure there's like millions that was the quota. millions, but I'm sure there's several WandaVision podcasts out there. Oh, I I'm bet. sure that's uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's people that do podcasts based off Britney Spears Instagram account. I'm sure there's a WandaVision podcast out. There what? So, that's a thing. Are you kidding? Yeah. People are weird. I'm just going to throw that yeah. out there. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Dustin Payne, uh, actually, you know, Dustin Payne and Jeremy Lincoln on Twitter asked very similar questions. So I'm going to ask them together and we'll just kind of answer it in one fell swoop. So Dustin says, my biggest concern is our pitching rotation right now. I'm worried we don't have what we need to make another deep run. And then Jeremy says, are you all as concerned as I am about our rotation, keeping us in games when our lineup inevitably goes on a cold spell like they always do? You know, right now the Rays have nine guys who can throw 80 innings, mm-hmm. which would get them across a 700 inning line for that rotation. So, you know, that's Glass now, Yarbrough, Arch, Archer, Waka, Hill, McHugh, Fleming, Patino, McClanahan. I mean, and, and you're leaving some guys out that could potentially right. also have a, 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 
a, a role in this rotation, quote unquote, or whatever it is going to be called. Now, as far as the batting, uh, look, bad lineup is streaky. So that's why seeing a Meadows that looks like he does with a sweet swing and hitting home runs, that's good. You need that type of Meadows in, in that lineup because, um, you know, there's a lot of swing and miss in that lineup, and that can be a problem. So hopefully the pitching carries you enough effectively into June that you can rely now on the young guys and the bats. Well, yeah, that's more of a, of a question mark about the cold spells. What you don't want is then timing up. If right. the, if, if the time's up that the pitching is not effective, the young guys aren't debuting as well as they should, or the veterans are not being as effective as you would hope. And then the bats go cold. Yeah, that's a that's a recipe for disaster, and things could turn ugly pretty quickly. Look, I think as far as the lineup goes, yeah, every team's going to have cold spells, and it does seem like the Rays have more of that than others. Like one day they'll they'll go on a tear and score eight or nine runs, and the next two games it's like like I mean you can't pay for a run here. It's crazy, right. but I'm really not all that concerned on the whole about the lineup. I mean let's let's remember this team did score the the six most runs in the American League last year. And I expect, I mean, Mejia is an offensive upgrade at the catcher spot. Sutsugo, you expect him to make much improvements from the prior year. Meadows, same thing. G-Man Choi, another guy you expect to be better than he was in 2020. Um, And Randy, look, he's not going to do what he did in the postseason, but I think something similar to what he did in the regular season isn't all out of the question from there. But um, as far as the, the pitching rotation, look, you, you got to get to the playoffs first. That's the first thing I think that, you know, when you look at one to five, if that's what Dustin and Jeremy are kind of focusing on, instead of focusing on, Oh, there's nine, 10 guys that can give you 80 to hundred innings, the one through five, it doesn't have as much cachet as yeah. yes, as in previous years or last year where you, had glass. You don't have to go that far, Kevin. You you don't have to go that far. Yeah. Yeah. If they're looking at it that way, I understand their concerns. So what I'm saying is that I think the pitching staff is good enough or has enough depth to get the Rays to the playoffs. Now, once you get there and things can change in the playoffs, looks a lot of times, sometimes a a lucky bounce, a bad call or a good call can, can push you to the next level. But um, you know, you're, you're uh, what in the playoffs, you, you need a really good one, two, three. No, I mean, glass now Yarbrough and that third guy, Waka Archer. Does that really give right. you, is that, is that that punch you really need to make it to the ALCS or the world series that that's a bigger question mark for me. Now on the other side of things, like if you look at some of the best rotations in baseball and some of the, right. the strongest rotations, you know, one, two, three, four, five, um, most of those teams are in the national league. I mean, when you talk about the Dodgers and the Padres and the Braves, uh, the Mets, another team, the the nationals as well, the American league. I can't think of a lot of teams, especially in the AL East where it's like, Oh, this, this rotation is going to be a bore. It's going to be a challenge to get through. Yeah. You can talk about the Yankees all you want. They've got Cole. That's great. That's great. Certainly. But uh, I mean, it's not like it didn't work last you know, year. Kluber's a question mark. I mean, it didn't work. There's last question year. marks with Tyon and Kluber and, and others that they're trying to fit in there too. 
Well, I mean, yeah, it, you know, you said that this the 2021 is a uh, prospects, uh, reclamation projects, and, and uh, what was the, the third one? We came up with a third one. Oh Project, yeah, uh, prospects, reclamation projects. Ah oh, man, I forget the and comeback years. There yeah, something like Those that. Those three things are the 2020 combination. The Yankees have the similar situation there with the rotation. So it's right. not like the, somebody has the big one, two, three. I think that the Rays had last year. I mean, that, that was a really good yeah. one, two, three. And it made it better knowing that a guy like Ryan Yarbrough is your number four, who you might use or you don't. You use as a bulk guy yeah. or you don't. I mean, that's, that makes your one, two, three even more impressive when you look at that number four. If they're looking at it like that, yeah you would yeah. be concerned, but I think it's the sum of the parts rather than the one through five. You got to look at it as the combination of Archer, Hill, Waka, all those guys put 80 innings, 60 innings, right. and that, that makes your one guy in the rotation. Yeah. And I think the Rays again, with how they've built this, the rotation, or really you should just say the pitching staff as a whole, that's how we should be addressing <laughs> yeah. this thing. Because when you get to the dog days of summer and late in the season, I can't think of many teams that have the amount of guys that the Rays can throw at you. And, and I think that's where the Rays could certainly make up ground when it comes to trying to solidify a playoff spot. Really, the, what the, I think if you're a Rays fan and what you should be focusing is not, let's get back to the World Series. Look, everybody wants to do that. Let's get, get, the let's get in, get to the dance first. We, we first, I don't think we're gonna, I mean, as of right now, we don't have the 16 team playoffs, so it's not an automatic yeah. yet, but um, and then if you look, I mean, you mentioned, the, we, we talk about the Yankees, but like also the Blue Jays, I mean, who, who's their number three, Robbie Ray, Steven Matz, right. Tanner Roark. It's not the like problem that. with the Blue Jays, the problem with the Blue Jays and also with the Yankees is those they can offenses. Yeah. Those are scary. So it, it, again, we go back to it. What you don't want is the cold spells in the offensive side to line right. up with, let's say Archer looking like he's wearing a big fat yellow P on his hat. That's yeah. that would be the worst case scenario. You're going to have to, it's going to be a grind. You're going to have to, there's going to be some games where it's going to be tough to out hit the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But if you can yeah. find a way to, Hey, if we can we score five runs, score six runs and, and kind of, get to it that way. Um, look, I'm, I'm more confident in this group than I was a couple weeks, several weeks ago where it was like, Oh, what are the races going to do here? It's, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of question marks there too. So, um, you look it, it, like we said, doesn't have as much pizzazz as previous years, but I think the Rays will find a way to make it work and find a way to, you know, win 88 to 92 games, something like that. And once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Although the Rays certainly don't have those, they don't have that, like, as much as, love Ryan, as, as much as that we love Ryan Yarbrough, it's not like, oh man, we are pumped. Hey, nobody can match Yarbrough as the number two. Like there's guy, look, he's, right. he's a, he's a good starter, solid starter, but he doesn't, it's different than saying, you know, Charlie Morton's your number two or Tyler Glass now is your number two or Blake yeah. Snell's your number two in that case. Um, moving on here. Uh, Sutsugo fan club. Who is the most fun player in baseball and why is it Brett Phillips? Great question there. Fun question from Suzuko fan club. Yeah, Brett Phillips definitely makes a case with his personality. He's fun. Dude, he's a guy that people gravitate to, and he's so good in front of the camera. I mean, the guy could have been, uh, you know, successful as a, as a you know, Ryan Seacrest, you know? I mean, the yeah. guy just 
exudes personality and, and that's good for the game. And that's good for the race to have a guy like that, because, you know, being invited on MLB network or, you know, shows like that, I think it could only, you know, hype up yeah. the, the, the fan base and, and, you know, put a little bit of that TB blue on the screen once in a while, because you never actually get to see it that much in, in national media. I'm not trying to be a troll here, but it would be better if Brett Phillips was like a better everyday player too. If he could hit above the, give, him a, the give him a chance, man, give him a chance. He might, Hey, chance. if Kiermaier can't get on the field, then Brett Phillips might have his chance or chances to be able to, I think you tell know, that to Carlos Pena in 2007, when he doesn't make the, the opening day roster and then has the monster season that he does. We yeah. never know when the next, uh, you know, hero will come. So hopefully Brett Phillips, uh, career doesn't just, you know, begin and end with game four of the world series. I will say a guy who's a fun player that also backs it up on the field for the Rays is Willie Adamas. He's 100%. another guy too, where, oh, yeah. I mean, not only the highlight reel plays defensively, but you love what he does where he takes off his teammates helmet after scoring a run or yeah. a home run, the handshakes, the hugs. Uh, and he's also a gregarious personality that, a lot of media outlets love to interview and talk with them too. And um, pretty good player too. Yeah. And that helps. That, that's another thing. Yeah. And I, I know it's kind of blasphemous to say this, but a guy who is not only fun to watch on the field, but also has a great personality is Mookie Betts. That's another guy that he, I mean, if yeah. you're talking, if you're like all joking aside, who is the most fun player in baseball? It might be Mookie Betts at the end. It of might the be. Yeah, I, I you still need both, recall. Right? Yeah. You need the, the the soft skills too. You know the 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 joking around. Oh, that matters, especially right. you know when you're you're uh, watching 162 games of your team and you want to see the guys you know kind of having fun and 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 being gregarious to each other. I mean that just yeah. that that brings joy to you as well. I mean, Mookie Betts stole a base in the World Series, so America could get free tacos from Taco Bell. This is, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> this is what Mookie. he will be remembered yeah. for. Yeah. I also remember like vividly a couple years ago, he was, they did, you know, I will give credit to ESPN for one thing. And that is miking up players in spring training games. Uh, and they mic'd up Mookie Betts. He was playing right field and he was talking and then a ball gets hit, hit hard, going over his head to the warning track. And he's like, not going to get this one boys. And he just chases it down and everybody's <laughs> laughing. And just the way he said it was, it, it was really cool. It was really cool. So um, yeah, Brett Phillips is definitely up there as most fun player in baseball. There's, there's several other candidates as well. We need more Brett Phillips in baseball. I don't think there's any yes. question about that for sure. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, continuing with some mailbag questions. This one from Thomas Lane. 
Will Bruhan and Wander come up this year and contribute? I could see an infield of third base Wander, second base Bruhan, shortstop Adamas, and first base Bilau at the end of the year and starting 2022. Stick Yandi at DH and trade Choi. Wow. Um, highly unlikely, but I dig it. Yeah. Highly unlikely, but I, I mean, I think it would be great for all of these rookies to start, you know, firing and, and, right. and being 100% out of the gate and that the young arms are just as incredible. But uh, we, we got to be a little bit realistic and not have high expectations for every single guy to explode so quickly. Uh, I am a fervent believer in the wander as a September call-up. Uh, I am, I'm willing to stretch out maybe after super two, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you want to twist my, my arm, but, uh, Bruhan, I, he's the kind of guy that would be really helpful as a defensive replacement to give guys some rest during September pinch running abilities. And, uh, you know, the, the odd couple starts during September to give Bilo a little bit of time off or Austin Meadows in the outfield, who knows? Uh, highly unlikely, but I still like it. Yeah, I think that, look, I find it hard to believe that Bruhan would unseat Brandon Lau at second base, let alone having two rookies playing together in the infield in meaningful September and playoff games of 2021. Yeah, now, I think this certainly could be a possibility and feasibility for maybe maybe 2022, but I even think that's a little bit early. 2023, definitely. I do see, look, trading Choi, I think that's something fervently on the Rays' minds. I mean, we've been already for two years. We've been yes. saying it for two years. <laughs> and now they, real, they lost the arbitration case, so they're probably like, look, we... Okay. As much as everybody loves Choi, they... They, in their minds, they feel like they're overpaying for him right now. And if Satsugo performs like we think he can and expect him to, I mean, that's our, you're paying that guy Which, two, six, seven million dollars. So you could theoretically trade Choi, get what you can back from him, save that extra two and a half million dollars and go from there. And you're paying, I mean, if you're paying attention, they have said something that they didn't do in 2020, which is Satsuka is going to play, play first base, which I, I mean, we all thought that he was going to get some time there last year, never right. saw a, a, a damn out. So they're saying that lefty Choi could be replaced. Um, and because again, like you said, you, you are kind of already paying Satsuka what the second highest salary and uh, on the team right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Uh, you know, that takes a, a toll, especially with, with right. the raised wallets. And, and I, now, as far as the wander thing at third, I definitely could see that. I just think it's still maybe even though Bruhan's older and more developed than wander. I just think that I, I don't think they would have both those guys in at the same spot that soon with that. Prop I bet. agree with you on the point of Bruhan, um, being like, who was the guy a couple years ago, Johnny Davis, the yeah. speed deep man who had played in the Mexican league, mm-hmm. you use Bruhan speed, use a switch yeah. ability to, to shake up an opposition's pitching staff, lay down a bunt. I see him as kind of a, a bench guy for September columns, but not a guy that, okay, he's going to start a game. I see him as all right, sort of the, a Brett Phillips role for 2021, yeah. maybe 2022, and then go from there. 
And that would be exciting nonetheless. Uh, just to finish up here, prop bet. Do you think that uh, Wander at third, Adamus at short, Bruhan on second, and Bilal at first is going to happen at least one time, at least for one out mm. this season? Do you think that infield will play like that for at least one out in 2021? Oh, that is a great prop bet. One out. Oh, my gosh. I'd say yes. Okay, well, I'll say no. Let's make it an official prop bet. I'll say no. It's got to be that combination, right? It can't be like they're in the lineup together. Because I could see them all being in the lineup together, but... I don't know okay, about, th- th- but this has to be position mid- wise. Wander okay. at third, Willie and Sher. Okay, let's see. I'll say no. Let's see if that happens. Okay, I could see Bruhan maybe in center field get 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 an inning or something like that. If oh, if okay, so if Bruhan is in center field, end. okay, okay, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Hey, they're already working them at center field. They're, they're they <laughs> are. Hey, <laughs> Kiermaier is expensive. We we yeah. can stick Bruhan in center field and, and go from there. Hey, Margot is going to be getting expensive too. So I yeah. think that's, that's probably look, that is something that I think could really happen in 2022, 2023 is you put Bruhan in center field and you keep B Lau at second. And then, you know, there's five guys that can play first base. You just figure out who you want to stick there and go from there. You haven't even talked about somebody who is explosive that could potentially play center field, man. Josh Lowe or no, uh, Randy Rosarina, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to put him in center field. Uh, this season. I don't think so, yeah. but you know, I don't know. He's getting too, I would, I would getting too bulky, getting too bulky for this. He center is field. getting bulky. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Getting very um, great, great transition there because our final question that we'll get to from Austin Holloway, he says, does Randy have what it takes? Randy, of course, Randy Rosarina, for those that don't know. Uh, does Randy have what it takes to be the bona fide superstar we all know he can be? Does he fizzle out in 2020, become a distant dream? Rosarina quickly became one of the most polarizing players in the game, but I just want to see him sustain the kind of production we've seen. How much of a bona fide superstar is Randy Rosarina? Um, that is probably the answer... Uh, that's most hyped up for this whole season yeah. for race fan is how real is Randy? Um, I have no idea if he's going to be a super star for yes. MLB for the race, but given his incredibly productive 2020 season, folks. Okay. A lot of people like to focus on the, on the, on the playoffs. Cause it was just otherworldly, but his regular season was amazing was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. So if he is able that to be a two-war player at his worst, I think a two-war player is definitely a starter in the Rays and uh, would play very well. However, if he just exceeds that, he becomes like a four or five-war player who could have that happen to him because he could yeah. be a 25-homer guy uh, with high contact average. I mean, I, I mean, it could... It, a dynamic player who's really good at the bases. I mean, we all saw what he could do on the bases in game four. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, he would become that first real, oh my God, I cannot miss one at bat kind of star right. since Evan Longoria. 
100% hands down. Brendan Lau is not that guy. Austin Meadows is not that guy. Randy Rosarena could be that guy. He was that guy in the regular season and the postseason too. Exactly. Um, I'm glad you brought up the regular season because look, he's not going to do what he did in the postseason. He's not going to hit 377 for his career with uh, a slugging percentage of 830 or whatever it was. But if you look at his regular season numbers and how brief and small of a sample size it is, you know, 20, 25 games, whatever it may be. Here's what I see for Randy. I see him. And this is, I don't know if this is on the low end or on the high end, but maybe just a consistent middle of the road type of figure. 270 to 280 batting average, 25 Agreed. home runs, 25 stolen bases. Wow. That's a really consistent good player. First 20, of all. Consistent 2020, 25, 25 guy. I see him 270, 280. I like that. Um, the home runs, I think 20 to 25. Okay. I mean, but he is getting bulkier and the, I would, I would go down on the, on the, on the speed a little bit. I think he, he, he's going to be 12 to 15 stolen bases, but he could be that guy. I mean, I think he has enough talent. Um, that's me being conservative to keep the expectations yeah. kind of low and, and warm. So we don't all think, you know, the, the, the worst is coming when he's hitting 220 and, you know, in yeah. April. Um, but that's a really good player still. If, if you go conservative on what he could do, that's a really exciting player that you're going to have for years. It's, it's really, it's a really good time to buy an Rosarena shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't yet call him a superstar, but definitely everyday player getting to the point of, I think certainly when it's all said and done, at least with the Rays, you know, maybe a couple of all-star bursts here and there, like he's just got so much natural talent. And I mean, you talk about the the power component. I mean, there, there's not a fastball he can't eat alive. And some of his yes. home runs to right center field, like he hit, like the bat speed is just out of Insane. this world. Now, something that you're going to have to watch out for with Randy is, okay, you finally have some tape on him and you can maybe see and try to exploit him if you're another team. Maybe you throw more breaking balls. Try to take advantage of his aggressive nature. But I mean, it, it right. seems like Randy is just, I mean, he literally stepped out of bed, stepped out of his apartment doing pushups and was hitting postseason caliber pitching, major league pitching after, you know, not doing anything for months, really. And, like, it's amazing that he did that. And, and Kevin, on the biggest stage too. So look, yeah. I guess it, to answer Austin's questions, uh, question better or questions, it, it's by, if, by the end of this season, Randy Rosarena still wowed us by the end, then yes, he does have superstar, uh, you know, skills and, 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 and it can, and it can go beyond that. And it would be incredibly exciting now to have that dynamic duo of El Patron y El Jefe. I mean, yes. when Wander comes up and, and Randy's the real thing, my goodness, that's a big one to punch that have the, that, that's a good question. Have the race ever had a one-two punch as potent as Wander and a Rosarena? If Wander and a Rosarena can be what they everybody expects them to be, yeah. that's a good question. And I don't think that uh, there's an answer for that. Uh, you know, positively, I don't think the race have had quite a duo like that. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, I think that will help Randy and work in his favor over the next several years. 
conceivably with the Rays is that he will have some protection and help. It won't just be like it was. And he's yeah. still producing the postseason. I don't know why teams continue to pitch to him. They should have just given him the, hey, four fingers, take your base. We'll, we'll take that first base instead of that, that extra base or that homer there. But like the fact that he has, that he can be sprinkled in the lineup around Meadows and Lau and eventually Franco and then others, you would expect that it won't have to, he won't have to do it all by himself. You would think anyway. Sometimes. So I think that helps too. Yeah. Sometimes Longo had to do it by himself and it was, and, and it was a lot. So yeah, th- this would help definitely Randy and talking about walks. I know it's incredibly small sample size because huh, it happened one time what I'm talking about, but he did what you expect a good hitter to do, which is not chase bad pitches game four. He didn't chase. He got himself on base and got to be the winning run in that game four. So even when he is on fire, he recognized not to expand his zone. They weren't going to pitch to him. I'm going to take my base. I don't want to take my base. I want to swing, but I'm going to take my base. So for him to do that at the stage that he was on the stage that he was too, that speaks highly. And, And it can only be beneficial for him to get another crack at it. The scouting, obviously, it's a little bit scary. They're going to have the book on him. But you know what? Uh, how good is he? Because if he's that good, he can adapt. I mean, we've seen him adjust. Like, he, he's he got such quick hands and such quick bat speed that, like, he might think fastball and then, oh, no, it's a breaking ball. He can adjust on a dime right. and stay back. Like, he's got – to me, it seems like – for him, it's just see ball, hit ball. Like, it, yeah. don't throw the analytics at me. Like, okay, you know, a little bit, but he just goes up there and you can't explain how he does it. He just does right. it. And I think that's part of the the allure of what he brings. Um, lastly, you know, the thing that, that Austin brought up about Rosarina becoming one of the most polarizing players, I didn't really understand him being polarized. I thought everybody was just enjoying – and, and loving the fact of what he did. I didn't see anybody like now, again, we were more tied into Ray's fandom and everything yeah, like that, but that, it seemed like, a, I thought people were appreciating what he was doing, but well, you know, maybe I'm, I'm I didn't. Sure th- I'm sure three fan bases did not appreciate yeah. him. The Yankees, uh, the Houston Astros and uh, the Dodgers. But the majority Obviously. of baseball, I but feel I think like baseball enjoyed him. I think in baseball, yeah. I don't think we're, was upset about the cowboy boots or the Ronaldo uh, celebration. Uh, yeah. After each home run, I, I don't believe uh, that he was that polarizing. But maybe in those three fandoms, they were, and and deservedly so. I want, I, you know what? I I want other fan bases to hate and be jealous of race players because that can only mean that they're good. That yes. I, I want twenty nine other fan bases to hate all of our players. Good. Look, I think uh, you know the Yankees and Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, a lot of other fan bases are are not going to be happy when Wander Franco gets the call and others mm-hmm. get the call and, and you start to see what they can do as well. All right. Uh, that wraps up this edition of locked on rays. And now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on today and locked on MLB. Both of those podcasts are great and must listens as well. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you on Friday.